This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, December 31st, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. The rule of law matters and how we get our money matters. The rule of law has only a loose connection to the broad discretionary authority of American central bankers. Economist Lawrence H. White, speaking at the Cato Institute's Monetary Conference in November, said if the rule of law mattered much for our monetary policy, our money might be much more secure. The rule of law doesn't prevail in our current monetary uh, and financial system. We don't have, in Hayek's words, quote, government in all its actions bound by rules fixed and announced beforehand, certainly not when financial markets are hanging on every word of the Fed's uh, of, of speeches by Fed officials trying to guess what the future policy actions are going to be. So instead, we have central bankers who are discretionary rulers over the economy's monetary and financial institutions. So anyone who defends the rule of law as an abstract principle uh, ought to decry the rule of central bankers. Central bankers today are not slaves of the law, but they exercise very wide discretion. Uh, We should find this troubling, even appalling. Uh, Discretion doesn't give us better results, so it can't even be defended on pragmatic grounds. We've all learned that the lack of pre-commitment in monetary policy can give us uh, despite the best of intentions, unwanted inflation. We should also recognize that lack of pre-commitment in monetary policy, despite the best of intentions, can give us financial bubbles, uh, asset price bubbles. When Alan Greenspan held interest rates so low that the real interest rate uh, was negative for two and a half years, he was exercising discretion. He was not faithfully executing any any, uh, rule on the books. And, of course, under no reasonable rule would he have acted that way. So in the current crisis, let me enumerate some of the ways in which uh, the rule of law has been violated uh, by the Bernanke Fed. And I normally wouldn't personalize the Fed, but (laughs) here we are talking about the rule of authorities rather than the rule of law. Uh, First, the Fed uh, created new lending facilities for lending to non-banks. That was new. Buying illiquid or toxic assets. That was new. Uh, And today, it even dedicates the majority of the Fed's portfolio uh, to those kinds of facilities. Uh, uh, George Malone talked about the transformation of the Fed's balance sheet this morning. Uh, Secondly, the Fed set up a special subsidiary called Maiden Lane LLC uh, to sweeten an acquisition deal to protect the bondholders of the investment house Bear Stearns. It did not do the same for the investment house Lehman Brothers. It has set up other subsidiaries, Maiden Lane 2, Maiden Lane 3, uh, to buy and hold bad assets from AIG. Uh, according to many, third, according to many accounts, the Fed jammed the investment house Merrill Lynch down the throat of Bank of America. The Fed decided that somebody needed to buy Merrill Lynch. Bank of America initially uh, was interested. Then the CEO of Bank of America hesitated when he found out uh, just how bad Merrill's assets were, how many losses they had coming. Rather than allow B of A to back out, as a potential acquirer normally does, has the right to do, uh, Paulson and Bernanke reportedly pressured the CEO of Bank of America uh, into accepting the deal um, and threatened, well, according to this one reporter, relying on no legal authority whatsoever, they threatened to uh, remove the board and management of Bank of America if they refused to go forward with the deal. So those are just three examples. Um, When we allow an executive agency the discretion to bestow benefits on particular firms like this and burdens on other firms like this, it's a recipe for partiality. 
uh, I leave it to you to scrutinize which firms the Fed has favored and which it has disfavored, uh, but clearly it's not been completely even-handed. There's even a serious question uh, as to whether all the Fed's actions have been legal under the Federal Reserve Act. Uh, I'll skip over that, but the, the person who I think is the biggest authority on this, which is Walker Todd, formerly an attorney on the staffs of the Federal Reserve Banks of New York and Cleveland, has uh, made the following comment rather dryly, quote, much less of the Fed's recent lending is based on clear statutory authority than one might prefer if one cared about the rule of law <laughs> and the potential for tyrannical government, unquote. Uh, the Fed is relying very heavily on Section 13.3 of the Federal Reserve Act as revised in 19, as amended in 1991, but I think they're, in order to find authority for what the Fed has been doing, you, you have to read between the lines and even off the edge of the page. Uh, the Fed is exercising discretion it was never given. Certainly it's violating the rule of law by taking this emergency clause, 13.3, and turning it into a rationale for uh, n not just rare actions, but actions that now dominate the Fed's balance sheet. Uh, now, even if the statute law permits this, I doubt it, but even if it does, it's not consistent with the rule of law to give an agency to do just anything it wants to do. Uh, then we have arbitrary rule of central bankers. Uh, so what's the alternative? Well, follow the law of bankruptcy when it comes to resolving insolvent financial firms. It might be nice to enact a prepackaged bankruptcy law so that we can more swiftly resolve future failures of non-bank financial institutions. But before we have such a law, follow the law we do have on the books. Skipping ahead to the end, since uh, Bennett McCallum referred to my uh, work on alternatives to central banking, <laughs> can there be a, a central bank that is consistent with the rule of law? Uh, the way I read the historical record is, and this may surprise you, yes, uh, but here's the catch. Uh, only if it's a privately owned central bank, <laughs> such as a commercial bank clearinghouse association, the sort that prevailed before the Federal Reserve Act. Uh, so if we're really concerned about the rule of law, we need to think about alternatives to central banking. Uh, like Ben, I discuss various alternatives. The one I favor is uh, free banking on a gold or silver standard. That enables us to solve the problem of discretionary central banking by abolishing central banks, which I think is the most thorough uh, solution to the problem. Lawrence H. White is a professor of economics at George Mason University. You can watch the full monetary conference from November at Cato.org.